Oh, it must be Christmas. Welcome to the Milo Preacher, your weekly podcast. When we talk about the Milo, make a playlist. I'm Matt Cato, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Paris, sitting high in the home office this evening in the hills of West Asheville. <laughs> the hills of West Asheville. Very uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it very hilly? Incredibly hilly. What's what's December like there? Do you have snow? Currently, there's no snow on the ground. We've had some flurries. Flurries. Last couple weeks. Uh, yeah. Pretty chilly. It's in the 20s right now. Oh. It's in the yeah. 20s and 30s today. So pretty, you know, not warm that way. Right. We get some decent um, weather variants. Mm. We're down here in the Broad River Valley, technically, which is around 2,000 feet in elevation. Um, but, you know, you can get up to 6,000 feet on mountain peaks mm-hmm. around here. Or uh, if you're up in the mountains, you know, so yeah, uh, seeing some dusting of snow on tops of mountains and stuff. So, um, yeah. Now, is it a, I imagine when you lived in Colorado, it was like a dry cold, which is a particular That's sensation. A Do you have, is it a more of a wet cold? Oh, it's, it's such a wet cold. <laughs> Soaking wet. <laughs> is there, is there more humidity? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been overly impressed with the cold yet. Um, yeah, not impressed. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I did this week a couple of days and be like, wow, this is properly cold. This is it's good. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprised I just uh, how much I miss the cold and snow, Matt. Cause, but then I, oh. I thought back on it. Yeah. There really have only been two years since 20, 2006 where I haven't had like a harsh winter oh you're used to a harsh winter winter well, i had the one year in california and the one year in knoxville tennessee oh. since i graduated from college yeah otherwise it's in chicago or, or colorado yeah yeah well what you gotta do is just plan a two-week trip every christmas to a cold climate <laughs> as i have done i got plane tickets bought february <laughs> uh headed to the uh centennial state that's Colorado. Come on. Come on. Mid to the Union, 1876. <laughs> on, the, on the centennial. It's not a great state nickname, but it is a state nickname. <laughs> it is a state nickname. <laughs> Shout gotcha. out to Minnesota while we're on the states. Is this two states episodes in a row? <laughs> uh, last, last week, very differently, we talked about why there were too many states. Now we're going to dive into... The jewels of all the states. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. You see this? I'll give you a duel, Jay Leonard. <laughs> you see this? Minnesota's got a new state flag. Mm, I haven't seen it. It's pretty okay. I, I, I mean, it's better than what they had. I believe what they had was a seal, which is the worst state flag because it's a seal. You don't like the no seal? Flag. No. It's just a seal no. on a Navy background? Depends on what the seal is. I mean, if it was a real seal, like the mammal, <laughs> super cool flag. But if it's just garland and stuff, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's got some blues in it, huh? It's got some blues shades. It's got that star, North Star. Look at the old one. The old one is so mm-hmm. bad. It's like a oh, offensive. Uh, 
<laughs> like Whoa. it is essentially the Lando Lex flag. Wow, yeah. It's like a dude farming and Native Americans and, uh, past him. Yep. And they're just kind of looking at each other. It's a very wow. Interesting. That's a new flag yes, improvement. That's the yeah. official stance of this podcast. Definitely, definitely an improvement. Yeah. There's a lot of seals. Sure. Wisconsin's got a seal. Michigan's oh. got a seal. It's bad. It's bad. It's hard out there in these streets. In what's, these uh, oh. vexological streets. What's, uh, what's North Carolina look like? It's fine. It's real oh, it's middle like, of the road, I think. It's just this NC with a star that's like stripes. Mm-hmm. It's uninspiring, I think. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's better than the seal, but it's not really distinctive. Sure. Yeah. The most interesting thing that I'll draw your attention to is that uh, above the N star C, so it's like a very watered down version of the Texas flag with the Chilean flag. Uh, it has two dates as a date above and a date below. I believe it's the oh. 1775 refers to the date of the Mecklenburg declaration of independence, huh. uh, which we previously discussed on the podcast, maybe <laughs> the first declaration of American independence from England. Hmm. I assume April 12th is 1776. I don't actually know what that date is. What is it? The Halifax Resolves. There you go. Uh, which is another silly local <laughs> act of independence. <laughs> See, that's how good of a flag it is. Yeah. Um, it's not. I mean, so I feel like South Carolina's got you beat. That's a, that's oh, a nice... my. I mean, it's. <laughs> I love shit. <laughs> yeah. The palm tree. I, mean, the I think the South Carolina flag is top five, right, in the country. Top five. Wow. Clearly, yeah. You know, clearly it's. Uh, <laughs> man, I've mixed emotions. I mean, you look at it, it, and you're like, I want to visit there. I don't know what's going on, but I'm. Let's let's see what's happening. Yeah, that's character distinctive. <laughs> I'd probably go Wyoming one. I love the buffet, the American bison on the flag. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. That has a seal, mm-hmm. but the seal is in the middle of a buffalo. Yeah. If you don't have a seal, put it. <laughs> I mean, they should drop, I guess, there. But um... that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, South Carolina definitely top 10. I, put I enjoy You put yeah, an animal on, on the flag, it's good. California is great, except for the irony that um, we killed this animal into extinction. Put on the flag, so Matt, there's always hope, though. Okay, because <laughs> as a resident of the great state of Colorado, I voted because, again, as we've covered numerous times on this podcast, the Constitution of the State of Colorado is made of aluminum foil. Um, <laughs> also, shout out—it's in the news today. The Colorado Supreme Court uh, uh, making waves. Uh, it's gonna disbarring. save the country. Yeah, that's what's gonna do it. I can't see how that's gonna backfire at all. Um, Colorado pushing us along the path of of complete and utter uh, uh, civil war. Um, 
I don't remember where I started anymore. Um, <laughs> I voted in favor of reintroducing wolves because wolves, we killed all the wolves in Colorado and it passed, Matt. It passed in 2020 and they had That's until great. December 31st, 2023 mm-hmm. to reintroduce wolves into the state of Colorado. And Matt, after a lot of time in courts earlier this week, we released wolves. <laughs> They're wild wolves now in Colorado. I noticed you left the state before that could happen. That's a good, always a good sign. Well, as a, as a semi-professional rancher, Matt, it's really against my interest. I, I don't want to get too cool with that. But like, I do, did read a lot of articles about the reintroduction of the wolves and how the ranchers are really against it, you know? And I just want to, like, who, who cares what the ranchers are <laughs> When did the ranchers get such a political lobby? Like I, wow, I can't remember the last wow. time I consumed a product from a ranch mm-hmm. uh, in Western Colorado. Like I don't. No, I'm sorry. No, nothing. I guess. Yeah, I'm not that sorry about it. But like, like ranch is, I know a symbol of the West and American, whatever. But yeah. Unless it's Kevin Costner. Don't care. <laughs> Have you seen that show? I watched the first season. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yellowstone. Only the Yellowstone. first season. Maybe a smattering of second. Then I like, yeah. it became like really, it started to feel a little like too soap opery. Mm, I see. Yeah. Where we're like, oh, it's not even really about the. Mm-hmm. I was interested in the description. They don't make TV shows for me exactly, Matt. It turns out because uh, because I was I was interested in like the political analysis of how the American West works, and I found that pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they were just murdering people and sex and <laughs> casinos. I'm not here for this cover ups. Yeah. Uh. Well. Zach, I went to uh, uh, send an event this week. It's the Bishop's Christmas reception. Oh, and, um, Yeah, and I bring this up because I was sitting at a table, some very good people, and uh, one of these good folks brought up that they, they have a long commute, as many of us in Los Angeles do. Mm. Uh, and so to pass the time, they listen to Working Preacher. So it helps them with their sermon prep. <laughs> and it was the perfect opportunity for me to say, yeah. hey, and I didn't do it, but it was it was going through my head how to describe. <laughs> so for the first 10 minutes, um, this is what we talk about, and there's not a good. <laughs> Just didn't know how to do it. Yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't figured it out. I got one piece of feedback from our last episode, Matt. <laughs> okay, and I want you to keep this in mind. The feedback came from someone who texted me and said, hey, I really appreciate the insight into who owns Soldier Field and how that works, how the facility management works. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you appreciate us, listeners. I think it was sincere, um, you know, and so I replied, of course. Yeah. It's my primary concern. I don't know how you'd preach without that information uh, right. on Christmas Eve. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So uh, long-time listeners will know if you're not into this, you just fast forward 10 minutes yeah, to get our in-depth analysis. And then another five minutes and then you're there. 
<laughs> we are. I do want the listeners to know we're working on a, a spinoff podcast called uh, "We're Sports Guys." <laughs> we're sports guys. <laughs> Every time yeah. you say the name of the show, you have to go up an octave. We're sports yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. What else? Anything else we got to cover? I think that's it. This is our last, uh, it's December 31st. So last episode of 2023. Mm -hmm. Whoever thought 2024 would be a real time in which we live, Matt, but (laughs) evidently we've zoomed past the numbers they plugged into the DeLorean and now just, yeah. Beyond the realms of human imagination. Yeah. Do you have, as I slightly transition us, this Sunday that we're talking about is December 31st, as you mentioned, which Uh is a Sunday, which is also New Year's Eve. Yeah. uh, For folks on the Western calendar. Um, You having church on New Year's Eve? Or people got pregame so hard? Yeah. People are going to pregame so hard. Well, if it was an evening service, I mean, there are like, you know, there are watch night services. People, there are churches that do it. But the thing is, oh, really? I'm never in town for New Year's Eve. So doing anything that requires a lot of like extra prep and mm-hmm. stuff uh, is probably not going to happen. So, yeah, we just have a normal. We're just going to do a service of the word because uh, we'll have a layperson preach, which is great. I'm very grateful for that. So it'll just be a simple New Year's service. That's all. Just doing it. Nice. What, what are you, you going to do for New Year's Eve? <laughs> Observe. We will be in uh, Germantown, Wisconsin, uh, where there is a particular Chris likes to be with their family New Year's because they have good New Year's traditions. Uh, and there's a they do a I guess it's a German tradition where they have uh, like like uh, chestnuts, you know, like hollowed out little chest. They turn into boats and they fill up a big old bowl with water, and then they put little birthday candles into these boats. So it's like a little little chestnut boat with candle each person gets one that's a roasting on the open water (laughs) i'll bring my guitar it'll be great and then you light everybody's candle and whoever's candle is the last one burning supposed to have good luck for the year Mm -hmm. yep we light all these candles and we all stare at them um the kids don't win and so they start crying and uh ah yes or, or like last year i won and uh, it was between me and my da- my then six year old daughter. I was like, yes, and then turned to see her sobbing inconsolably, and I had to feel really bad. <laughs> I had to feel really bad. I was like, I will share the good luck. Don't worry. That happened to our 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 Thanksgiving shuttle run uh, a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Was we were like, oh, we're all too old, but the kid we got so many kids, they're gonna love it, and they did love the running. <laughs> but then only one of them wins, and the rest of them cry. Yeah. But partially because we hype it up so much and they're yelling. <laughs> Only yeah. partially, yeah. not because of right. it. Clearly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we do for New Year's. What are you doing for New Year's? I don't know, Matt. Last year we started a new tradition at our home in Colorado with the Dahlia Street ball drop, which I took a yoga ball, wrapped it in aluminum foil. Or maybe it was a copy of the Constitution of the State of Colorado. I don't know. Uh, yeah, took some like strand lights with the battery pack, taped them onto the ball, tied a rope around it, 
And then, uh, because the problem that mm-hmm. even on the West coast, right. Is the ball drop is way too late. Like who? Mm. Yeah. It, and I masquerade, we masquerade this as like, Oh, it's for the kids. Cause they don't, they're not going <laughs> to stay until 10 o'clock. Sure. <laughs> like we'll drop it at eight and then we all go to bed. Everybody would be great. Right. But it's really for the adults. Cause like, Hey, look, we dropped the ball. This is great. Let's go to sleep. Um, <laughs> even more so on the East Coast. Um, Matt, I haven't seen Midnight in years, right? Like, I don't. Since Coachella, actually, probably was the last time I saw <laughs> any version of Midnight. Um, so there talk, there's talk of maybe trying to recreate that. We've been invited, of course, to uh, the Vinyl Brother-in-Law. Uh, is a mm. part of this tradition in uh, Cherville, North Carolina, where they shoot black powder uh, rifles off all night to scare away evil spirits from the year to come. Um, so who knows, Matt? Yeah. Who knows? Sure. I'll let you know in the new year. Cool, cool. Sounds sounds good. I like that ball drop oh, idea. Yeah. You know, if I was at church, that would be a really good. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun, be a fun thing. Yeah, and when you control the ball, you drop it when you want. <laughs> if one wasn't like it was a, wasn't great, do it again. <laughs> do it again. People missed it. Hey, no, don't worry, we can do it again. And then they treat it like a pinata and attack it and stuff. Oh boy, it's good. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. What if you actually did it like a pinata? Like if it was an actual pinata, you just put some lights on it. Yeah, good. Drop it. Then take it. Oh. I could do wow. that because it takes. Take the ball, paper mache it. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh-huh. I, could, I could get somebody in my house to do that. I think it's too late. This is how traditions begin. Mm-hmm. Speaking of traditions, <laughs> the church has some. The first Sunday of Christmas. Uh, this year they should replace that because it's the only Sunday of Christmas. Only. Right? Sunday of Christmas. Yeah, it's the only Sunday of Christmas. Uh, what do we get? We get Isaiah and John. You said we get this every year. We don't get this every year, do we? ABC, all Sundays, according to our good friends over at the lectionary page, not the, at lectionarypage.net. Don't, don't we get all don't we get like uh... years? <laughs> what do you think we get, man? I'm gonna, what are you trying to do? Don't we get like the innocent, like the innocence or week some, two. Week it's always two. week two? Yeah. It's so weird. No, this one says Luke. Sundays and seasons. What is Sunday? It's gonna be one of these Episcopal things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to find Sundays and Seasons. Sundays, Sundays and Seasons says uh it is it's they've got Isaiah 61, mm-hmm. like you've got here. And they've got uh, Luke 2, 22 to 40, which I believe is the presentation, probably. Oh, name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Episcopals have, yeah, have a holy name on its proper mm-hmm. day, which is eight days after Christmas, because that's when you did the circumcision, baby. Mm-hmm. Holy name slash holy cir- the circumcision of our Lord. Yep, eight days after it passed, it was time to circumcise the child. So up to you, weirdos, what reading you're going to do at church. <laughs> Which, what, what reading? I know you've been a heretic and gone off book uh, for, well, uh, for Christmas. In this, gone off book in, for 
actual Christmas? In this case, uh, Sanctified Art aligns with this version of the lectionary, so we actually get a presentation. Oh, so, okay. So I'm preaching the presentation, but then I think I'm going to present it again at the end of January because presentation of our Lord is actually February 2nd, which I know from my time in Mexico. Uh, okay. This is a follow text. Simeon and Anna. And... Yeah, presentation Jesus in the temple. But instead, today we get images in these texts. So uh, Isaiah, we didn't get this already. I see the garland. Didn't we have a garland last week? Maybe we just get lots of garlands. It's just this time of year. Stop. Isaiah 61, 10 through 62, 3. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her vindication shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name in the mouth of the Lord, that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Advent 3, man. Oh, and really? Here you catch the end. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's what I thought. I think when you say vindication here, you should say it like the late, great Andre Brower in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Vindication. He's so good. So good. Oh, RIP. Um, RIP. Here's what I got, Matt. I'm on the shout. I'm keen on the shout here. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is the only text you get for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you think about it, you know, traditions arrive the way they arrive. But uh, Christmas Eve, kind of a strange ending. Uh, mm. Sometimes, you know, you'll do the, I think of Silent Night being the closer. Everybody's got their candles, right? You get the mm-hmm. candles. Everybody's really excited. As a kid about the candles, what can you do with the wax? I pour it on my hands, on the bulletin, like what? Yeah. This is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um and then one of the verses, you bring the lights down real low, so it's just candlelit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, like, I mean, that's the end, right? Occasionally, like, you bring the lights up and throw some, like, brass on it at the end, maybe. But but it's a real, like, wimp, like, silent night is the vibe at the end of Christmas Eve. <laughs> right? Maybe at your church. <laughs> What's the vibe that St. Mark's at the end of Christmas Eve? What are you closing with? All right, I'll tell you, and then I want you to finish your thought. Uh, no, we go into a song that I never heard before I came to St. Mark's, Jesus, What a Wonderful Child, uh, which I did not know until I came here. I don't know it. And, uh, I, right? Cause, and then I went, and then there's a Mariah Carey version of it. So I forgot. I'm going to put it in the playlist today. Mariah Carey, Jesus, What a Wonderful Child. And it is a banger. Like, yeah. like the roof off the place. It is so good. Um, but you really got to be in the right context to do it because uh, – a colleague who tried to do it in his mostly white church was like, it didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> it just didn't work, but it works here. Let me tell you. And everybody looks forward to that being the closer on Christmas Eve. Send you out on a high note. So we do the silent night by candlelight. So then here's, here's what I do. Here's what I actually do. Zach. So, uh, so we're telling the Christmas story. We do kind of like lessons and carols. And then it kind of culminates with that like silent night. And then I'm going to, we do, we're going to do communion because it's our one service that day. 
So we'll, I'm going to do the um, Words of Institution by Candlelight. And then because everybody's got to get up to get communion, we got to have the lights on. So, so the lights are going to come on for joy to the world, which is then mm-hmm. going to go. Yeah, well. it's so it's still going to come back up. Like it's going to go down mm-hmm. and then come. It's going to send you out. Yeah. Lights up. Shouts. Oh, it's going to be great. Not what you were expecting. I like it, I like it man. I like it. I wish that you was- want the shout. So, so you're like, it ends in a strange place, but now you get, you get the mm-hmm. shout. You get the shouts, right? Like, shouldn't Christmas have the same vibe as like Easter, like the triumphantness of mm-hmm. Easter? And this mm-hmm. text is bringing that. I think that's all I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah. Like, in in comparison to the Silent Night, you get uh, her vindication shines out like the dawn. I will not keep quiet. Isn't that in here somewhere? Yeah, I will, mm-hmm. for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I, Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Uh, so you get a loud, turn it up to a 10 on the amp. <laughs> I'll turn it up to a 10 on the amp. That's good. That's good. I like it. Yeah. 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 It's tough to figure out. Um, you get these wonderful minor keys throughout Advent and even in the Christmas Eve, which a lot of us like for a lot of different reasons, but you do still need that. Like, yeah. To figure out that balance of minor and major key. And so Here's the major key. Use it. Boom. Matt, we're going to double up the theme this week. And the RCL is just kind of re- hitting people again with more text we've already hit them with. Uh, we're going to go at the beginning of John, which I always like to remind folks is the third creation story in the Bible. You get one and two. God speaking things into existence. One, two, God has hands and is a potter. And here you get John's account of the creation. Don't forget about it. There's always three. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John starts out very much like John, establishes identity. In the words of Shorzy, he sets, they set the tone early. Uh, <laughs> he was in the beginning with God, and all things came into being with him. Without him, not one thing came into being. And what is coming to being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, because we got to do John the Baptist for the third time in like a month. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him, but to all who received him, who believed in his name. He gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. We have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace, In truth, John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given to Moses, through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known uh, the Christmas good news of Jesus. Praise you, O Christ. I think the obvious connection here, Matt, is clearly um Lying in Fruit, Bob's Burgers. Uh is <laughs> That's the obvious connection. 
so uh, my final child and I uh, recently, she's really gotten into Bob's Burgers and it's a nice happy medium. Like when we're like, can we watch something? We all like Bob's Burgers is like the answer right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I do enjoy it. Um, yeah. I've been watching a lot of Bob's Burgers and my algorithm has started to feed me YouTube videos of like table reads. Which is, which at first like blew my mind, right? It was like watching the Bluey people, like when they were on that like late night talk show, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's what they really sound like. And so uh, that's my my somewhat interesting thought this time around is all year you hear God's voice, this booming disembodied voice, and then at Christmas you're like, oh, that's what he looks like. It's that guy. Uh, so that's <laughs> the one dynamic and idea to play with this year. That's what he looks like. It's that guy. That's not what so I thought he looked like. So like, so it's like, that's what the, that's what the 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 true light looks like. Is this child? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's good. I feel like there's a. This is sort of a just. Maybe this builds on that a little bit, but like, um, I don't know, maybe this pushes some people's buttons, but if you hit pause on like the, I, I, there's a, there's an angle in here where you could look, you could look at it as like the exclusiveness of Jesus as like, you know, here's like this very special, it's very special child, uh, which is great. But I think if you flip it for a moment and look at it through the lens of like, what if you said this about any child? born into the world as being this yeah. extraordinary this ex- this sort of extraordinary miraculous like there's nothing that exists and all of a sudden it's life that exists mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah the 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 wonder of that um i don't think the two things are mutually exclusive but i think maybe looking at it through that angle for just a moment um, um might help you begin to see god's presence in everyday life in a certain kind of way and that jesus is maybe a lens through which we can then see everyday life through that sort of holiness lens, which is another way of saying like this guy sitting in the pew next to me, like that's, that's what God looks like. <laughs> like it's a similar move uh, to what you're making. So yeah, I agree. That's the way to go. I mean, it's an old trope, right? Like in, in lots of like sacred ish at the intersection of sacred stories and pop culture, right? Like the child, like this is our hope. Like we're waiting for the child. We're watching for the child. Like there's always one who we're just waiting for them to come and like be the Messiah. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Um, but it never like works out. <laughs> like that's not how it works. Yeah. Like even to go into like, hey, we're sports guys here, uh, into sports stuff, right? Like Freddie Adu, like, oh, this kid, this kid is going to be a mate, right? Like that's the LeBron thing that people like, we don't spend enough time like talking about is like everybody always said LeBron was going to be the next great one and then he was right yeah. no matter where you rank him like that's remarkable because it never right. happened right so i remember the cover yeah. of a sports illustrator that was like the next great one sebastian telfair who uh, <laughs> was like a ruckers playground kind of guy and like yeah he didn't make it into the league i don't think he played in the league right like yeah. just like the, putting your hope on a child is a bad investment strategy <laughs> yeah yeah it's gosh yeah <laughs> you're hoping a child is a bad investment strategy 
Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the ask here, right? Like, it's like, you need to invest your life with this child. Mm. You don't really know a ton about, he did play in the league for a long time, but he wasn't. It was a 13th pick in the 2004 draft. Yeah. The Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Well, there's, mm. <laughs> so some of that, and maybe that's in here. Maybe that's how I'm like reading back through the passage to try to see. So some of the examples that you're talking about are like the future promise. Like, so the value lies in whether this person's going to achieve this future promise, right? And then this person either does or does not achieve the future promise, which is part of what could happen here. But I wonder if like, that could push us to focus it even more to be like, all right, if this is the only Sunday, we only get one Sunday of Christmas. This is our only Sunday of Christmas. Yeah. How do we look at the incarnation and not look ahead yet? Just, just look at this yeah. moment today and say, is there, cause you could do, cause there's so much heartbreak in the like, well, this is what the potential of this person is. And they don't live. The, but what if like, this is enough. What if like this right here, right now, you, <laughs> this child, I mean, this is a very Luther. This is a very Luther thing, right? Where yeah. it's like this child. We baptize infants because uh, they don't need to do anything <laughs> to to be accepted. It's because they're the they're the most helpless, and that actually is the point. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it for the only Sunday. Christmas. I like it. Just a heads up, Matt. You can purchase the cover of the March eighth, two thousand four. Sports Illustrated, uh, which features Sebastian Telfair. Watch me now. Can a six-foot high school point guard from Brooklyn make the leap to the NBA? Yes, he <laughs> you can. found it. Uh, you can get a canvas print for $106 right now at SICovers.com. Check it out. Wow. Be sure to enter promo code TVP. <laughs> well, what are we listening to? Well, Matt... <clears throat> To hit on my shout, or on my silence, the antithesis of Silent Night, I'm going Tears for Fears, shout, uh, swinging fully into the Go Tell It on the Mountain, uh, Joy to the World part of things. So go and shout. Uh, don't need to be quiet. Uh, then, you know, in the beginning, we got a big creation story. So I'm going to go with a, a slightly deep REM cut off of uh, Life's Rich Pageant, Begin the Begin from REM. We so good. Them for their most cryptic uh, which is really kind of like investing yeah. in your hand is what you need to do the same way you need to invest in Jesus, this baby in a manger you don't know a lot about, but a lot of potential. Yeah. And finally, uh, I'm not much for like the kind of Irish s- songs, you know, <laughs> like uh, Irish no? songs, but Boy Genius released a cover of Sinead O'Connor's version of The Parting Glass. Yeah, I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah, you did. And it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, sad song uh, about death. And uh, I think as, um, gosh, who was it? Uh, uh, oh, gosh, closing time. Um, semi-sonic. Semi-sonic. Once said, you know, every new beginning is some other beginning's end. Uh, yeah. The beginning is the end. And I think Parting Glass fits this week. Nice. Nice. I almost called him Chumbawamba. (laughs) 
I get knocked down, but I get up again. Similar virus. <laughs> I get knocked down, but really? I get up again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, when we were in Dublin, we saw Sinead uh, tributes, little, little candle oh, corners yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so still recent. Well, um, empty chestnut shells. No, empty chestnut shells. Floating no. on the Irish Sea. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, don't don't do it. Don't do it. Um, well, maybe I'll throw a few songs from this. Uh, nobody can make a California holiday playlist like the New York Times. Uh, California, <laughs> California Today newsletter. <laughs> I do enjoy the California State newsletter. Uh, they're always adding to this lengthy California playlist. Uh, now they have a California holiday playlist, uh, which oh, included, man. of course, the great Christmas in L.A. Killers, when are you going to put... <laughs> This album out of my Get it. I really together. I need it. I really need it. Uh, especially when my kids start singing along like, to in the car. Let's go, Brandon. Let's make some <laughs> Christmas songs. But I'm gonna throw on here, since uh, you know, whether you do this reading or whether you do the the reading where Jesus takes part in some Jewish traditions, Jesus born into a Jewish family. So why don't we put on here I'm spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica. Monica, Breaking news. Just let it ring. Let it ring. Hanukkah in Santa Monica by Tom Lehrer. Put that on the podcast. It's a good one. There I am. Mute. My favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> We do want to encourage you, dear listeners, to uh, to look them up on the internet. Go to Google.com. It's St. Mark's <laughs> LA. And call during the podcast recording. And call and leave voicemails, and we will play your voicemails. It'll be great. On the podcast. It would be great. Well, uh... if you do this, listener, like you would be move up to the top of the power rankings for sure. Listen power rankings. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm back. Uh, once again, that was Hanukkah in Santa Monica by Tom Lehrer. It's really good. Really love the uh, wordplay in that one. Uh, let's mm. do Merle Haggard's If We Make It Through December. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> in, honor, <laughs> in honor of that December you spent in Bakersfield all those years ago. Mm. Merle Haggard. Phoebe covered it because she knows my heart. <laughs> Did she really? A couple years ago, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. Sounds great. With, uh, what's his name? Matt from the National. Okay. Okay. Phoebe yeah. came up. Uh, have you seen Shrinking on Apple TV? I've not. No. There's a there's a whole scene. Uh, yeah, he needs. <laughs> there's a Phoebe scene. It's good. She's not in it, but he well, listens to <laughs> Phoebe song plays an important role in one episode. Uh, let's see. And then uh, finally, Donde Está Santa Claus by Los Lobos. Los Lobos have a Christmas album that came out like. Three years ago, I didn't even I didn't even know, but it's super good. Well, East LA band, local band, check it out, Los mm -hmm. Lobos. That's what I got for this first and only Sunday of Christmas. Well, Matt, I look forward to talking to you next Christmas because we won't have an opportunity to talk to during Christmas for a whole nother year. Indeed, it's been real, real vinyl.